Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about managing the client with weekly meetings with the help of special guest Pete Carey of Riverside Construction in West Lafayette, Indiana. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hello everyone, I'm Tim Fowler and welcome to this edition of the Tim Fowler Show. I want to start by thanking everyone for tuning in every week. We really, really appreciate your participation in these podcasts. We've had great success, and of course, our listeners are a huge part of that. You know how it is, no listeners, no podcast. So uh, if you find it helpful, be sure and spread the word. We'd appreciate that as well. One of the major factors in the success of a remodeling project of any kind and the success of a company is keeping the clients happy. And sometimes I make a distinction between happy and satisfied. But what we really want is a client that's really delighted with what we do for them. And a big part of that is how we deal with them. We've all had the situation where a job is beautiful. I mean, you look around the project, it is absolutely gorgeous, but the client's still a little bit grumpy about something. The problem is we don't often see that till the end of the job. And then it's all about that last payment and, you know, referrals and all that kind of stuff. So over the years, many people have found it really useful to have a weekly meeting with the client to keep a pulse on their emotional well-being. Yes, I said another meeting, right? But it goes way beyond just having a meeting. And I think we'll see that as we talk with our guests today. So if it's just a meeting, it's a big waste of time, your time and their time. But the meeting becomes a, a, a method or a vehicle towards a much bigger goal. And that is keeping the client on our team. One of the challenges that I've seen remodelers really have is they work for the client and the client feels like they're in charge. And one of the big challenges is to get the client working for us so that we're in charge, we control what happens, but also we're, we're helping them to feel like we're in control. And so that's part of what we want to share with you today. Now, Riverside Construction feels like they do a good job with this. And so we've invited their production manager to come on board with us today and share some of their secrets. So Steve, when you were in business, did you do these weekly meetings or is it something that uh, maybe you think you should have done? Uh, well, it's probably something I should have done. I didn't do it. Uh, maybe that's why I'm sitting here, but uh, no, I, uh, I, I think this is such an important topic because uh, when you just talked about kind of managing the client, managing the project, and really being the leader of not only your employees but the client, and that's what they want. They want you to take charge of the situation. They don't want to feel like they need to – I think this goes back to the punch list thing where right. they have to pick out the things you got wrong you know, or right. fill voids uh, of their discomfort uh, – or in how they let you know. But um, how about you in your experience? You know, what have you done with weekly client meetings or what have you wished you did? Well, I think uh, they were just coming into style, if you will, when I got out of production management, but we were starting to do them. 
And I think the big, the big key for me is, you know, not just having a meeting, but actually tailoring it so that it accomplishes a much bigger goal than just finding out information. I think some people do the meeting and they're just there to say, do you have any questions? No. Okay. We're done. You know, and, and that, and that doesn't work. And I think that's what we're going to see as we get to talking here. Great. Well, let's get started. Pete Carey has been in the residential construction field for most of his life, getting his start as a painter and builder with his father and then as a carpenter for a new home builder in Illinois for many years. He started as a carpenter for Riverside Construction in the fall of 2011, and despite his initial thoughts and hesitancy in being with the company for a short six months, he has remained involved with RSC ever since. Over the years, his title with the company has developed from basic carpenter, lead carpenter, project manager, consultant, and trades partner. Then in April, he began transitioning into the role of production manager and and is enjoying the challenges that come with the new position. Welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. So let's just kind of get right down to brass tacks here. Just tell us about what your weekly meetings are like or what's the focus of your weekly meetings with your clients? Why do you do them? And uh, what do you hope to accomplish through them? Sure. Well, and you know what? I love the way that you said it in the intro of that balance between the homeowner not feeling like they have to manage their own project, but also we like to balance that with them feeling like they still have say and they still have some control. It is, however, their project and and very much in their home. So, uh, yeah, we've found that these project uh, or uh, weekly meetings have worked well on most of our projects. Um, And uh, we find that out usually because if for some reason they don't happen, we hear about it. Like, well, wait, what happened to the meeting? We were supposed to have a meeting, weren't we? And so uh, we do, we do value those quite a bit. Uh, the bottom line of it is we do want to communicate with our, with our homeowners um, in any relationship, which is what we're trying to build. I think when communication breaks down, then everything just kind of starts sliding away with it. So uh, overcoming some of the stereotypes that uh, remodelers have of just kind of coming in and maybe doing a wonderful job, but not being very social and not being very informative, just kind of coming and, and banging it out. Uh, we, we do it for that reason as well, to, uh, to have our customers feel that, uh, that we really do care. Okay. So, so who does this? I'm, I'm, uh, in many companies, they have project managers or lead carpenters that are on site or at least popping by the job on a, on a primary basis. Who in your company actually does these weekly meetings with the client? Yeah. So our project managers do as well. Um, that's, uh, we have, uh, project managers that, uh, that take care of all of our, uh, uh, up and running projects. And, uh, they really are the liaison between Riverside construction and our customers at that point in time. So once the job is started, they run the whole show. So they really get to know our clients. Uh, they really get to know obviously the, the space, their house. Um, and so they're the ones that run that for that, for that very reason. Uh, it wouldn't be much help if I was to step in and do that meeting. And then they never saw me again until the next week, uh, you know, when we did the meeting. And, and like you said, those project managers are in their homes. So it's very convenient to be able to do that. We do prefer to do the meeting on site and face to face, just kind of getting into the space that's actually getting remodeled and uh, gives us a chance to, to see some of the issues that might be coming up, but also to kind of pump up the site. What a wonderful job you're doing here. Isn't this going to work great? Isn't this great with the rest of your house? So 
the, the project managers are the ones that take care of that. So with all the advent of uh, cloud-based communication systems, uh, and again, I don't know if you guys are using any of that where you can put pictures up every day and you can, you know, post a job log and stuff like that. You still do it in person and it's, it's, it's done every week. Is there a particular key to the personal side of it? Yeah, absolutely. And we do, uh, we use a uh, builder trend. So we have all of those things, uh, you know, that the client can see online and, and different reports that we use, but in person. And, and I would add that usually unless there's an issue, uh, after this meeting, there is rarely uh, a detailed job log or something like that that is done about the meeting. Now, if they talked about something specific, a, a change or something like that, of course, we'll make a note of it. But this really is more of a personal conversation with our project manager and our client. Uh, if it's a husband and wife client, then you know, wonderful if they can both be there, but at least one of them. Um, we have a few questions uh, that we try to answer, a little bit of updating that we try to do. But really, we're, we're getting at, you know, how's the client doing in, you know, throughout this project? Um, again, the, our project managers are going to know some of the details of that job. Does the, does the husband work nights? And so he's there during the day sleeping and, you know, and we're banging around in the basement. <laughs> right. What is this? You know, how does this play out specifically for them? Are the cats doing okay? That's a big, you know, are the cats, the animals, the pets doing all right? Yeah. And so that face-to-face uh, we can really get at how are they doing? You know, and, and again, in the space, in their home, you can tell a lot better when somebody's frazzled and uh, you know, kind of at wit's end about it. Uh, so, and then also they get uh, a personal touch from us as well of having that, that project manager right there in front of them. They can say what they need to say. Uh, obviously things are conveyed much better face-to-face than, uh, than over a text or over an email. So, yeah. So, one kind of a little bit of a side here. What do you do to train a project manager to think about the emotion <laughs> of the client? I mean, they're they're there to get the job done. They're there to collect yes. that money. They're there to get paid. You know, how do you how do you get them to? Because because I know from talking with people, sometimes they'll say something and the words mean everything's okay but the facial expression is, is I'm really confused. I don't know what's going on. How do you train? And for, for lack of a better word, construction workers to think about somebody else's emotions and somebody else's feelings. Is there anything that you do specifically for that? So we, we pay attention to this process and, and pay attention to the way that our project managers are, um, you know, going about their meetings and interacting with people. There's a lot of coaching that just happens kind of in the moment. Uh, we do not have any formal training on this specific thing. Um, for most of our uh, our project manager training, a lot of it is, hey, come with me. We're going to do this meeting. Talk about why we're going to, I'm going to say these types of things, um, kind of get them ready for it. They can just kind of sit throughout the meeting and watch it happen. Um, and then, okay, the next one I want you to be involved on. So just much like you would train any carpenter in any, in a skill, um, you know, come watch me do this, come help me do this. Okay, let's do this, you know? Um, but we really do it. There's a lot of even staff meetings for our, our carpenters and that sort of thing. There's a lot of focus at Riverside about how do we better help our customers? How do we care for our customers better? Uh, you know, what can we do to make this job easier to, uh, 
you come in the front door and it squeaks on the way in, get WD-40 on the way the next time and like make sure it doesn't squeak when you leave. You know, just little things uh, that we can do. And that's not, that's not just abnormal for most carpenters or most, most uh, companies. We're trying to take care of customers, but it really does come down to that. And so uh, it can be difficult at times to have a conversation with a project manager to go, hey, you need to smile when you say that. You need to, you need to finish that thought because I, in your mind you finished it, but uh, you know in real life you didn't, and it kind of just left the person hanging. And so we have a lot of feedback uh, about that sort of thing in other meetings that we do. Um, and I'll pop in on one of these every once in a while uh, for our, our carpenters, but uh, for the most part, uh, it's just done uh, through interactions, kind of outside of that, and just trying to help our. Uh, our project managers specifically uh, be able to handle different situations and, um, and and just be very personable, very personable. So uh, Pete, it doesn't hurt that we've also been blessed with some really good uh, project managers that haven't taken much coaching. So <laughs> that's always nice as well. Pete, yes. on the first episode, I mentioned a quote that my uh, old lead carpenter used to say, and that was, uh, when you start well, you end well. So how do you prepare at the beginning of a project, and do you use a checklist to, to check you know, what animals are on site, who needs to be, who's uh, asleep during the day, or who works at nights? So how do you set the tone for a great project at the beginning? Absolutely. So as far as this meeting that we're speaking of today – uh, they are the, the clients are notified of that um, during the sales process. Um, so we, as we talk through kind of the process of what to look for uh, in design and, and sales and that sort of thing, this is also brought up. So they're aware of it uh, before they ever even meet me or their project manager. Um, and then we do bring it up again. We have a pre-construction meeting uh, that we do a week or two before the job starts. Um, and to be honest, that one is is a little more scripted. It's very scripted, actually. We have um, a checklist that we go down uh, because we don't know that person yet, and we want to cover our bases. And hey, these are the things that we've seen that we need to touch base on. And obviously, how do we get in and out of the house? And and do you have pets or, or small children? And uh, this is how we do dust protection. And this is when we'll take down the dust protection. <laughs> Setting those expectations. Um, and again, we we set a time at that pre-construction meeting uh, that will continue through the rest of the job that they'll have uh, this weekly client meeting. Usually we try to push it to uh, a Thursday sort of end of the week uh, where if there is something that comes up, we can still react to it. Um, and, uh, you know, on Friday we can we can still do something. But late enough in the week that we don't go through the weekend with questions. You know, that's that's the huge thing. <laughs> Somebody doesn't know what's going on all weekend. It can be very stressful. Um, but we do set the expectation for that uh, very early. Um, so, are, so in, in, a, in a nutshell, I think as we had talked about doing this podcast, you'd mentioned three questions. Let's, let's kind of go down through those three questions and just see, you know, what are you trying to accomplish with the three questions and what, um, what are some other things that might fit into some of those as you, as you have this conversation with the client? Absolutely. So, so very simply, um, there's two things that we want to kind of inform them about, and that is uh, what was done this week uh, or this past week and what will be done next week, you know, the week coming up. Um, so uh, we want to make sure that we inform them on that. And then we very simply ask, you know, are there any questions after that? And that's obviously a, a, usually a, a longer conversation when you ask for questions. That's really when the conversation starts. But uh, in explaining what we did this week, 
uh, we will pull out the schedule or at least reference the schedule. Uh, so we get, uh, we answer questions like, are we on schedule? Uh, if we're not, uh, why are we not? You know, did, did everybody show up when they were supposed to? Did anything extra get, uh, get brought up? Obviously, if, if there was something major, they would be informed of an authorized work order. We would have that conversation with them. But just be able to fill them in on any of the little details, nuts and bolts that went on last week. Course, what's coming up next week uh, answers their questions on okay we are behind on the schedule how are we going to get back on schedule uh, what are we going to do next week to make up for it or you know even more common is hey we were able to gain a little ground this week but next week the drywallers got us locked in and so we're going to lose that extra day or half a day you know so hey that's awesome we're ahead of schedule but not next week you know be able to again set those expectations right um and then they always have some, you know, some questions about that as well. And then very specifically at the end of it saying, you know, are there any questions? Again, that's, that's for us. Uh, we, uh, we can inform them at that point in time. Hey, we still don't have paint colors. And, you know, by, by this meeting next week, we're going to need to have those paint colors or, um, you know, any, any customer supplied items. You know, they're going to bring their own pedestal sink or something like that. And so uh, we can make sure that we're on the same page. But Obviously, the most important thing is getting uh, their questions answered uh, before we go through the weekend. Uh, we're the we're the carpenters. We do that. We're in their home or in people's homes all the time, and we are very comfortable with that. Uh, but for them, this may be the first time they've had somebody in there, and this is a very intrusive process. And so, answering any questions uh, you know that we get, and it's always fun. Some people they want to know every little detail. You know, how is that baseboard going to go on pocket door frame? You know, how is that going to work? Or, and other people, hey, they just want nuts and bolts. We're on schedule. Everything's good. Thumbs up. Okay. See you next week. You know, and they're fine with that sort of thing. But so those, is there, so uh, is there anything that you tell your project managers specifically don't go there? I, I'm just sitting here thinking oh about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I, and it's just spur of the moment question, I know, but it just, is there anything that you, or maybe just discourage a conversation about, or is it pretty much they have the freedom to answer any question? Because like sometimes in a meeting, a client will go, wow, this is a lot of money that I'm spending for this, this thing. And, yeah. and, you know, some, some businesses say, look, don't try to answer that question because it's, you're, you're in a, you're in a bind there, or is it you're, Yes, go ahead and talk about it because they have a question. Sure. We don't have anything specifically set up that, hey, don't okay. talk about this. Um, I, would, uh, I would discourage um, our, our project managers from talking about the, the cost of the job, um, just given the scenario that you laid out. Right. Simply because they may not have all of the details on that. Right. They get um, a copy of what, our, what their budget is and what their uh, – but having some of the big picture numbers, uh, they don't have those, and they certainly don't have them accurately. They have a good idea, but they don't have specific numbers in that. Uh, aside from that, I always encourage them to try to keep things on the positive side. You know, whenever we, or pardon me, whenever I enter a, a customer's home, I always try to say, oh, I really like the way that window, you know, uh, lays out the backyard or, uh, you know, a, a picture or something like that. I try not to lie to them, make it up, but, you know, find something initially that I really appreciate about their house. And the same thing at this meeting, going through and go, oh, look at this, the cabinets are in. It's really starting to look like a kitchen now, isn't it? Like, oh, it won't be long now. We'll be, you know, we're on the tail end of this thing. 
um, and, and get that. Oh, you've made it through demo. That's the dirtiest process that, you know, made it through demo. Well done. So trying to, to play it out of being a little bit more on the positive side, um, because it, it is easy to, to get on the negatives uh, a lot of times. And it's a dusty, dirty, intrusive process uh, a lot of times. And so uh, other than that, we don't have any specific coaching uh, uh, as far as don't talk about this. But we do tell them also, don't get in over your head. If you don't know the answer, tell them, I don't know what it is. Okay. But, you know, Pete will give you a call or the owner will give you a call. You know, we'll, we'll find the answer and I'll get back to you, whatever that happens to be. Um, there's no shame in saying, I don't know, but I'll find out for you and get back to you in an hour and a half or something. So I think this is so this, what you just mentioned is so cool. And, it, and uh, I guess, unfortunately it, it didn't come to my world till fairly recently. And that the idea of getting in there and pointing out the good things that are going on. And sure. quite often we're, we've, how many kitchens have we done? It's a hundred right. kitchens. And you know what? They're just cabinets. I mean, really, from a carpenter's point of view, it's another set of cabinets. Right. When the, when the project manager goes, wow, look at that. The clients then get on that more positive side. And I think that's a huge, huge thing. And I really appreciate you bringing it up. It's a huge thing to, to help the client go to the positive immediately. And then we can talk about how much that change order cost. And then you know, sure. where are we in the schedule that may not be the best scenario, but at least we've emphasized some of the positives. So that's a, that's a great, Absolutely. great. Comment. Yeah. It's, I, I often tell our customers too, it's kind of a, a funny story that paints me in not a very good light, but we have uh, a lot of customers that well, obviously they all pick their colors that they want to paint the walls, let's say. Right. And a lot of times they're very vibrant and <laughs> they're not necessarily what I would choose. And I, one brush stroke, I'm like, oh, we're going to be changing this. They're not going <laughs> to. And every single time I have ever thought that we put up the cabinets, we finished the project, whatever it happens to be. And I thought, oh, this really goes well in here. You put a yeah. cabinet in that corner and you put cabinets over there and this looks good. And I tell them every time I say, you know, when I we put this on, I thought, oh boy, I don't know. But you guys picked great colors. This looks really awesome. And again, making it their project. They designed this. I mean, we designed it. We helped them. But picked everything and put it all together. Um, so it really is, it's their project. So do you actually have a specific script that you want your each project manager to follow? In other words, one, two, three, a checklist for each of these meetings, or is it more kind of up to them? It is very much up to them. Uh, aside from answering those uh, three questions or kind of those two statements in a question, yeah. Aside from that, and really getting, a, as you put it, a, a pulse uh, of our clients. Aside from that, I don't have it scripted at all, uh, and we really like it that way. It lets each one of the uh, the project managers do whatever they feel they need to, kind of work with their personality, but also the personality of the client. I, I mentioned earlier that we do a pre-construction meeting that is very scripted, and and it comes out that way. Uh, how do we get out? Of, how do we get into your home? Are there any? Uh, is there anything we need to know? Let me tell you about dust protection. Like we just go down the list a lot of times, just by default. Um, and uh, I don't want this meeting to be that way. I want this meeting to be a little more personal. Um, and I should say, I, I I did not design this meeting. This was one that that was <laughs> by someone else. So I'll take a little bit of credit for it. Right on, you know, since I'm talking about it. But I don't want to make it sound like it was my idea. But it really does. It gives that. Uh, if that client just wants the the facts, just 
cut and dry, great. We can do that. And you'll be out of here in three minutes if you like, you know. Um, but if they'd like to sit down and have coffee and talk about everything, then we'll try to cater to that to a bit, you know. Uh, we got. I'm, get- I'm in on the coffee. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but we can really kind of cater to that. Uh, and I have one uh, project manager who is just uh, by default very much just just give the facts. That's what he wants to do. Um, give the facts and say, you know, how are you doing with the project? But he's very good at kind of picking up on the other things that the client would do, just their body language and that sort of thing, um, as well as throughout the time uh, that he's, he's there working. Uh, one of our other project managers, uh, he doesn't feel like he picks up on that so well. So he asks at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, meeting, is there anything that I can do for you this week? That's how he says it, you know, and, uh, and he knows, like he knows his, uh, he knows his, uh, his shortcomings or his faults or his limitations. Uh, for myself, I just specifically say, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> how, how is it going? I know that whatever the circumstance, that, that uh, husband sleeping while we're banging in the basement is a real thing that just happened a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's a, that's a real job that we have. Uh, and just checking in on them to make sure that everything's going well. So anything that's kind of particularly difficult sometimes in these meetings that, that poses a little bit of a challenge for your project managers to talk about with clients? Well, sometimes getting them scheduled uh, is a difficult thing. Uh, okay. Finding time, everybody's busy. Um, and getting them back to the house within our hours, preferably uh, within our working hours is, is always good. Um, we've had a, a couple of clients who've gone on vacation while we were doing the remodel. And they're sometimes hard to reach in Germany at a different point, you know, their day and our night and that sort of thing. So we, we certainly do try to, uh, to cater to whatever they need uh, in that. Um, aside from, you know, scheduling issues, I think it's going to be the same difficult topics or difficult things that any remodeler is going to, uh, going to come into uh, primarily changes, you know, change in the schedule, change in the budget, my word, nobody wants their budget changed. Who would want that? Um, you know, and so just talking, being very honest about it though, and saying, Hey, this is what happened. Uh, the, the plumber was sick. The plumber didn't remember that he was supposed to show up or, you know, whatever it happened to be. Um, I'm on it. I, I know about it. I'm letting you know about it. And here's how we're going to work through it. Um, and if it, if it's going to change the, uh, the end date, uh, oh boy, boy, do we try not to do that? But if it is, okay, we're going to be pushed back a day. I'm sorry that that's the case, but everybody's informed. We can make the adjustments and we can move forward with it. And because accidents happen, things happen unforeseen. We're remodeling for crying out loud, you know, unforeseen things happen. (laughs) Yeah, Pete. And that kind of leads right into what I was going to ask. If you sense it or the project manager lets you know that things have gotten tense, you know, with the project, you've fallen behind schedule, whatever it is, do you have a protocol for, you know, or, or do you just kind of let the project manager, he can handle it with experience? Like, how do you, pre- if you have a, a meeting that you know will be fairly tense? Sure. Uh, if there is kind of an ongoing uh, situation or something difficult, uh, even a very large change order, um, you know, something just outside of uh, kind of the run of the mill stuff. Uh, the owner of the company, who is also our salesman, sometimes will step in and help present that change order uh, kind of just down from that. I'll step in sometimes and, and be there to, to talk through some stuff. Um, we do leave it a lot on the project managers. Can you, can you handle this? Uh, we, there's a lot of communication between the project managers and myself uh, before they have that meeting. Okay. How are we going to present this? 
here's what I think we ought to do. Let's almost do a dry run. I, it probably would be best if it sounded a little bit like this and you kind of lay it out for them um, and, and make sure. And do you need any help from me? Can I come <laughs> afterwards? You know, just, just checking in. I want, we want our clients to feel taken care of, but I want my project managers to take, be taken care of as well. And so if that means we don't need another face uh, on the job, uh, you know, sometimes that's more, uh, more of a problem uh, than, uh, than a help, then I'll stay back um, and I'll check with them, you know, check with them afterwards and see how it went. Um, but we do put a lot of it on them uh, to be able to do, uh, but they know that we're a phone call away or, you know, just on the other side of town or, or whatever, we're there for them. And, and yeah, there are times when it's very appropriate to have somebody else uh, there or even uh, a trades partner. I hadn't really thought about that, but we do bring trades partners in sometimes to help okay. some, some information if that would help depending on what the, the tricky situation is. So as we're winding it up here, Pete, what little like last little bit of uh, advice, little nugget would you give to our listeners about these weekly meetings and, and helping uh, make the job a success? Yeah. So uh, you don't know me very well. I've never said anything briefly or in a <laughs> so uh, I'll try, I'll try to be brief, but I think in remodeling, um, in any kind of construction, not just remodeling, we really have to care about our customers. Uh, we have to build some relationship with them. Uh, and, and honestly, I don't know who wouldn't want to do that. We want our customers to come back to us when they have you know, the next bathroom or the basement finish or an addition or a new house. We want them to come back and, and be a part of it again. Um, and so building that relationship uh, is the key. So I, I guess my nugget would be that you know, if you if you can't get to a place of truly caring about your your customers, you're going to be a very upset and burned out remodeler or carpenter. And uh, I think we've all probably been there on a job or two. But yeah, it's, it feels like it's just crucial to to care about them and, and want the best. Terrific. Well, great, Pete. I want to thank you once again for joining us today. We wish you continued success, and I look forward to having you back on the show in the future. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Tim, this was another fantastic show. Uh, if I was sitting and listening to this, this would be probably one of my favorites. So what were the real things that you took from this? Well, there were a couple of things. Number one, make it happen. Uh, I think there's just that face-to-face -face that's really critical for large projects. Obviously, if you're a specialty contractor and you do siding, it may not be as critical as being in somebody's kitchen or bathroom or, or whole house, but making it happen is a really big deal. Uh, and if you do that, it, it's really going to help. I think the other thing is kind of what he said there toward the end is you got to really care. You know, you won't really pick up on the client's questions and what's behind them unless you have a little bit of empathy and you really care about uh, them as individuals. Yeah, I think, I mean, you really have to know that your office space, where you're making your living is their home. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something I always kept. And I think, it, you know, we were pretty successful with customers. And I think that was we, we really respected the fact that we made our living in their homes. Now, we were going to make it better, but, you know, the, the day in and day out of the construction can, can weigh. So 
this this has been another fantastic one so i want to uh thank pete carey for joining us and we want to thank you for listening to another episode of the tim fowler show remember we're helping the bottom line through production training this has been another episode of the tim fowler show want to hire tim and fast track your growth visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.